I wanted to start this one off by one final buble. Um, it has been a, if, if, you know, we kind of ended up dropping bits as it went on, like we've talked about before. It ended up being mm-hmm. more stories and conversation, which it's better for. But one bit yeah. that never died was the buble's. And you know, I saw a buble commercial the this, other day. For I was the just first gonna time. say, I, <laughs> I was, it came on last night. Is it the one where he's like drawing his name on it in the dark? Yes. Yeah. And and I laughed at it. And Jeanette looked at me. I'm like, listen, would I think this is funny outside of the experience of the podcast? Maybe a little Probably. bit. Is it is it exacerbated? Yes. Is, yes. is is it funnier because of the pod? Absolutely. Also, so yes. don't get on me about this. Yeah. Um. So. Here we go. One last buble. Three taps and then a. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to the uh, ultimate episode of A Beer Naked Ladies Are Us. Um, the for penultimate n- minus pen, <laughs> the the for now final episode of this just beautiful chrono- chron- chronology chronology um, of the bare naked ladies yeah. catalog. Um, chronological co- trip. Chronological trip. We've covered literally everything there is to cover. After this, yep. there's not a single song by them cover live anything. There is nothing that we have not. There's no stone <laughs> unturned. And, and, love, just, and just trust us. <laughs> I love how you say that when we're about to announce that we're going into an eight album episode condensed into yeah. two songs okay. from each album. All right. So just remember what I just said. <laughs> so we've got eight albums we're going to cover in one episode. <laughs> well, I was going to do our names, but I see you taking a drink. So I'll wait for a second. So my name's JD. I'm, Nick. <laughs> I'm just going to go sure right on top of you. <laughs> and yeah, we're doing. Um, uh, to, to finish off uh, this episode, as as any good podcast does covering a band, mm-hmm. we're going to go out with talking about solo projects of one of the members. <laughs> technically speaking, yeah. the newest member. Like, it's not like he's a year or two true. in, but technically speaking. I wouldn't speaking, describe him a new member, but he's it would be, the newest it would, member. It would be really funny to do that in like any interview with him. Newest member of the band. <laughs> he's like been in the band. That's the newest member. member. Do you ever feel left out at some of the decisions? He's been in the band for 26 years, but it's been like new member Kevin Hearn. That's the member yeah. with the least history with the other uh, band members <laughs> as the member with the least history of, with the band how do you feel about um but so but yeah so we're, we're we're covering kevin's uh solo albums we're doing kevin hearn spectacular that's what we should call it kevin hearn spectacular that's the title now we're doing what we did for bare naked ladies as a over the series in one episode for kevin um yes we're not doing every song that would be insane to play two seconds of each song and just go through it um or we're just gonna finally get that eight hour up in yeah here we just strap the fuck in so um <laughs> so i'll let you kind of explain like i said this last time but you explain how i, I mean listen most episodes 99 percent of the episodes i'm doing almost all of the work for this show i'm getting the <laughs> zoom call set up i'm editing the episodes i'm uploading them and nick's along for the ride and i told him yeah. the other day i said nick i'm tired yep. I'm just tired. I need a break. And he goes, we have a schedule. We can't yep. have a break. I said, I've been tired for years. Get over it. 
He goes, he goes, that's <laughs> and so I said, can you just take the reins on one episode? Can you just and he goes and and it was a said, it was absolutely a, not. not yeah it was a it was a long battle to get to that <laughs> but but you did eventually relent um after I paid you an amount of money that an I don't feel fee. yeah I don't feel comfortable talking about it on air so I will undisclosed yeah. fee is perfect um so because <laughs> of all of that I'll let you describe the process of how you how we pick these songs because they're not necessarily the singles and it's hard to have singles from side projects sometimes but they're not the singles they're you know it's we want to get that disclaimer out of the way like shut up is yeah basically the disclaimer if you're like no, well, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we i mean we first started that we did not want to do all eight albums we right. wanted to condense it somehow and so basically i looked at all eight albums mm-hmm. and i went through and listened to everything which kudos to you (laughs) twice so that's 16 albums basically once through and just took down initial um first impressions so it's a lot of good cool intro okay again cool intro what's different between those notes um (laughs) eh. (laughs) um breezy feel strange for him what um (laughs) i feel yes please that should just be the episode is you just go through each album and I'm read your one word thoughts, yeah. impressions. <laughs> no <laughs> clips whatsoever. Yeah. Don't read, don't even read the song titles. Just say the album and then just go through it. But uh, <laughs> so I went through that, and then I looked at Spotify and how they like you can go through and see sure. how many listens mm-hmm. if it's over a thousand. So he has a couple sure. albums where I can't tell anything because all of them have the less than a thousand. Sure, right? sure. But I wrote down the top three um ranked in spotify and tried to find overlaps with what i liked in the initial stuff and the spotify like is quote unquote top Top hits hits, because there were no like he's played like two shows so there's like nothing to go off from from setlist fm we'll talk about that in a minute there's um no singles so it's or nothing that i could find at least Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's all I could find to go off of. So it was just our first impressions because we wanted to do stuff that we liked. So it wouldn't be a boring episode. And then also tried to find some overlap with uh, what is this quote unquote most popular stuff. So that's how we came up with our list. And initially we were thinking maybe 10 to 14, but eventually when it got down to that, I couldn't figure out how to decide between my first impressions of a song, how to fit two from one album and which one to leave off you know so i figured yeah at that point 16, you're like well let's just make it even yeah. let's just make it even what's, give let's do more so yeah. we've got two from each album let's hard cut off more. and that's yeah that's how we came up with everything and and you know one thing you mentioned well taking that step back real quick you know yeah we covered steve's solo albums uh mm-hmm. three you know the three post breakup um we know that jim has uh, a couple at least out there um, with the Cre- brothers Cregan, but yep. far and away, Kevin is the most prolific uh, side project, solo project member of the band. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned that's really interesting about it to me is that he's only really played a couple of shows. Um, he has not, you know, it's not like he tours for these projects or anything very often, if right. at all. Well, it feels like it'd be hard. I mean, they're touring every all summer, every summer, right? Right. So how right. how would you find the time? But even then, like, there's two other. So he has two other albums with the cousins that we didn't right. include in this. Yeah, 
Yeah. So prolific and is, you know, uh, is dead on. And I think he's just got a ton of stuff to pull from. Yeah. And it's all, you know, well, obviously about the quality. That's the whole point of the whole podcast. Um, it, it must just be a thing of a creative outlet, you know, to get the songs out mm-hmm. there, to get the work out there, because it seems like Kev is the kind of guy, obviously, who writes a lot, gets a lot of stuff finished. Uh, and I can relate to on a very, yeah, <laughs> on a very low level, <laughs> like um, the the desire to do something with that work and not just be like, well, that was cool. Or like, you know, write 10 songs or 12 songs and be like, okay, well, these two are good for the next BNL album, but there's a book and eight or 10 here. Exactly. So I get just like, Hey, you know what? And you know, he's got um, fans. People are going to buy the albums and it's kind of a thing of like, Hey, if it costs 10 grand to make the album and I make 11 off of it, it's worth Mm -hmm. it. I got my creativity out. People are, you know, so um, but it just seems like, yeah, there's so much work that that um, is out. And, you know, I love and I know you do, too. We've talked about this before. I love shows. I love concerts. And I love um, when I hear a studio album for a show that I know I will go to. Um, mm-hmm. It's fun being excited for that, you know, being like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, with the new Mountain Goats album. Ah, there it is. Damn it. <laughs> there it is. It, without fail. It, without fail. Um, <laughs> there were songs on the album that I'm like, oh, this is going to be great live. Like, that's one of your first thoughts is I can't wait to hear that. Right. So when you listen to this stuff and even, you know, even Common Sense being the newest one, like that was 2020, was it not? Or 2019. 2019. Okay. So fairly, because I, I remember him promoing it. Um, it's just weird listening to it knowing like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to hear this live ever. You know, just that's, that's, that a would th- be an interesting one live. But I yeah. Mean, I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's a, besides your point. Yeah. But that's where my but thanks for to, focusing but... on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Yeah. And that, I mean, I would love to see that one live. That feels right, like it would be a right. Unfolds type thing of like a, a cool, like a symphony or. Yeah. It would, a, it would sound really like a pretty. seated show. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That is not a standing show. But it would be awesome. Yes. Um, I agree. I totally agree. Um, but you know, it's that, it's just that whole thing of, um, yeah, it's, you, you're just, this yeah. is this is the only version of it that will exist in theory right um, um so yeah a lot of these were put out by um, it's got to be his own label celery music mm-hmm. um i googled and sounds like it it's only only his album show up um most of them are produced by our friend uh Woda. except for some of them are from gavin too though right most yeah I said yeah most. okay sorry um yeah. He was at least involved in all of them, but Common Sense, Days and Frames, and Nightlight. Interesting. Um, and he's produ- He was also like on like vocals and a bunch of other stuff on some of these tracks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the so a lot of these are Kevin Hurd and Thinbuckle. Yes. The other thing, and Thinbuckle. This is this is hard because it's changed quite a bit, but uh-huh. at its core, core in quotes. I'm sorry if I've leaving anybody out, but it's Chris Gartner and Bob Scott. And then at times, Derek Orford and Brian McMillan were the other two that were, you know, you know that there. that Brian considers himself part of the core. And listen to this, he's just going to go like, oh, I don't think I'm part of the core. And he's no, just going to think it was like now. I said, like two, but even yeah, well, I know Brian's going to be annoyed. But uh, what is his? No, I'm not going to pull it up in time. But there's another guy that I left off completely because he was only in there once, and he's going to be upset. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for that, the fact that we don't even know his name <laughs> says enough about it. So anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> so um, 
I, I mean, I guess, you know, we're going to go chronologically, I, I assume. Yep. Um, and before we do that, let's talk, let's do what we normally do. Talk a little bit about overall thoughts and then we'll kind of dive in. So, um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention oh, yeah. members, members quick, Stephen, Kev, Ed, Kev, Ty, Robertson, and Jim. Yes. To an extent, Jim features a lot in these Ty features from what I can tell once Steve features once to twice, not like vocally contributing, but like mm-hmm. written, written sure. with sure. Steve, Ed, I have not seen any features. Ed's Ed's a hard no, hard it's a hard no. You, but you know, Jim Jim is pretty frequent. You know what I imagine? Like a lot of contributions. I, I imagine just like one of their stupid skits that they do is that like Kev sitting at a piano and he calls Jim and then it cuts to Jim and he's just mm-hmm. in his living room playing stand up bass going doom 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 and he picks up the phone. Hey oh, Kev. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jim, how you doing? Good man, how are you? Good. Listen, I'm recording another solo album. Wow, man, that's 15 this year. I know. And I need some bass parts. Come- and then it's just that like really <laughs> cheesy. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, it is interesting that the Ed's nowhere to be found as far as we know. And it's also yeah. interesting uh, with, with, well, I guess he's not the only one, but um, he and Ty are the only two to not do some sort of solo project in terms of an al- a studio album. Right. Sometimes this is. Yeah. And oh. Ty was like, an, oh, it was arranged by Kev, Tim, Ty and Jim. So sure. it's. Sure. It doesn't seem like either of them do much of anything. No, <laughs> they're just lazy. No, I'm kidding. No, wow. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. It is. It is just. It's a. It's something that when you think about it, you go, "I wonder if you know." Ed's just like doesn't. He's not crafting as many songs to put out a solo album. You know, it's. Um, or most of BNL songs are written by Ed, right. So well, so there's no that. need. Yeah, that's true. There's no real need for him to be like, "Well, I don't. I have this." Yeah, I don't have all this extra stuff that I've been trying to get out. I've got everything that I've done here. So, um, cool. Well, over. Okay, so I one thing we had texted about a little bit is that this was, you know, I I had mentioned that um, Heal Thyself Part One was an interesting one for me to get into because I hadn't listened Mm -hmm. to it all that much. Um, I believe about ten to twelve of these sixteen songs I had never heard in my life before. So this was an exceptionally hard episode for me to mm-hmm. get thoughts together on because I was starting from zero on almost everything. And then right. the other two things that are interesting are I should stop saying interesting. And the other two things are one, mm-hmm. it was chron- interesting. Did I ever tell you my thing with the word interesting? No. So uh, I, I've I had, noticed listening back that we say it a lot. But yeah, it's <laughs> a problem for me because I had a a one of my internships out in LA was working for a production company. And yeah. part of my responsibility was reading scripts that came in. Can people submit scripts? I would sift through and read them uh, anywhere from five pages of it to like the whole thing. And then if it was worthwhile, I would send the script to one of the producers. Like I was the screener. And so the, the, the bad stuff never got to them. And then the good stuff was like, hey, give this free. So I remember, I, you know, and I'd write a little cover before the script, you know, two, three paragraphs about what I thought was good about it or not. So one of the paragraph, the the opening paragraph of my first one, I said, like, I found the script to be really interesting and then went into it more. And then the producer, when he was going over it with me, it was my first coverage. He was like, um, you know, when you're writing stuff like this, try not to use the word interesting because that doesn't actually give the me or any of the producers any actual 
uh, notes on it. It just, it just says it was interesting. Okay. So you found interest in it. That's great. But, you know, say I found this to be a thrilling piece, you know, like give more, give a more descriptive word. So it's not, you know, it's obviously not an easy, hard and fast rule. Um, and doesn't always apply, but it's something I always think about. And so I try to avoid the word interesting, but I've also realized on this podcast that I, we use it all the time. Um, so to that point, one other thing I found interesting about the whole thing was that it was from eight different albums. So there was never any cohesion to it because it wasn't meant to be, you know, it's not like this, these 16 songs. There's definitely not a through line to this. No. And then the final thing that I found interesting (laughs) was, uh, just and you this is what you had texted me about at one point was how stark of a departure this is from uh steve solo stuff well we've spent so much time listening to for mm-hmm. six weeks now boom we've got a very different tonal uh, uh body of work it's it's definitely a big change of pace yeah and it's it's interesting i found myself a lot of times like this morning even i was listening to it and listening to a song and I got to the chorus and I was like, Hmm, I wonder if this, that means this song is about this. Yeah. And then I feel like it was hard. It's hard coming from Steve because Steve has so many levels yes. on his like interpretations yes. of the lyrics. Yes. And this one, it was like, I would listen to the chorus and then I would come into the verses and the bridges and yeah. it wouldn't back up what I, had thought I just interpreted from the chorus. Sure. Whereas yeah. Steve, I felt like I got I got that a lot. I'd listen to the chorus right. and be like, oh, I wonder if this is about this. And, and then, then you'd follow it through. I'd follow it through and be like, yes, exactly See, what I wanted. Like, and I I didn't get that much from this stuff. I I don't know if you agree or not. I, yeah, it, I kind of do. Like I, I I see what you're saying. You know, one thing I've said a lot with Kevin throughout the bnl stuff is that mm-hmm. he seems like a and i don't mean this is an insult i want to make that clear he's a very simple songwriter lyrically you know things don't get very meta you know we talk about steve having like six layers to a song i feel oftentimes that kevin's songs are very straightforward about a thing now what that thing is is hard to pin down sometimes but yeah. i think like if you if you if he were to tell you this song is about this you'd go got it and then everything could fit pretty quickly. Um, I think later on in, in the discography, a lot of it seems to be about his, his daughter still. Uh, mm-hmm. And and then like death. <laughs> There's a lot of death, I feel like. Um, and the wind. He sings about the wind in at least yeah. three of these songs, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And I, I wasn't trying to say it's better off or worse no, for no, it. No, it's of different. Course, neither, right. But it's just... Yeah, you're right. Steve has so many levels that you're like, oh, I could interpret it this way or this way or this yeah. way. Yeah. Whereas Kev, it's like it's oftentimes a straightforward story. Yes. And even then yes. I'm struggling to na- nail down or, what it's about. Or uh, not just I, I agree with the story thing. I'll also not necessarily say, a story, no, but straightforward. Yeah. yeah yes. And, sometimes and a story. Sometimes sometimes a story and also sometimes like a scene. Like this is the stage, That's it. right? That's it. Like yeah. this is where we are. This is the room. This is whatever. Um, and yeah. a and, lot of it is very vision. Like it makes you, yes, put, very it puts visual. a distinct picture in your head and yes. a feeling. And but, sometimes it works yeah. really well. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's no getting right. It, sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it feels a little bit, um, it's the same thing that I have with this BNL songs, right? Like it's very straightforward and simple, uh, and clear in terms of the visuals. And sometimes I think it works well. And sometimes I think it falls flat. And yeah. the one note that I'll say as we, before we start too, is that I also feel like with his, with maybe the first half of what we'll go through almost every song 
some exceptions, I love a part of it. And I also dislike a part of it. Like I love the choruses. Yeah. I think they're beautiful, but the verses really annoy me. Uh, that whether it's the melody or the lyrics or something like that. And then the, vice versa for other songs, right? Like the verse is kind of drag, but oh, the chorus of this one is really great. Um, and then I, th- I feel like I, when I was yeah, kind I of that. big picturing it, the last, the second half, the last, you know, handful of songs that starts to drift away and it's kind of a, a all or nothing. Um, yeah. But so, yeah. so another thing I wanted to ask before we get into the specific songs, I, I feel like I'm really glad we decided to do this because, mm-hmm. and I think it also helped me to go through everything. Sure. I feel like I have a much bigger appreciation of his solo work and mm-hmm. there's a handful of things in here that I feel like I'll definitely be coming back to. Yeah. So how do you feel about this after, after preparing? Yeah. Do you feel like there's stuff that's now going to come into your regular listening? I think, I think there's some that definitely could. And the reason I say could is because like I said earlier, this is the one that felt the most like homework to me because I felt yeah. the need to re cause I didn't, you know, even, even with you, you only went through it twice. Like you went through it, but twice. And it's not like you knew all of these things like the back of your hand or had memories right. of them. So I think I spent just so much time trying to feel like recognizing what each one is. Cause you know, I've, I probably listened to this nine, 10 times, but a lot of it was during mm-hmm. work. And so then there was one time where I'd go, okay, this song is this one. Got it. This one is this one. Um, and there are a lot, there are a few here that I really like, and I can absolutely see myself listening to. And then from those songs, I also feel like there are albums that I'm more interested in listening to um, yeah. uh, than, than others. So there's one that I definitely have no interest in listening to. And then like Days and Frames, for example, I would love to listen to that full album. And Days so, and Frames was the hardest choice for me sure. to narrow down yeah. to the last. I. I listened through it once mm-hmm. and I was like, bang on. All right. This Please. one's going in. Yes. The second one, I listened to three songs like five times and was and just like, couldn't pick. Yeah. Flip of the coin. Yeah. I have it's no great. idea. And, and, and so I think that there, I, I, I have the desire to go back to mm-hmm. a lot of this, but I do feel what we have been building to is like, I need a break from yeah from these from, from these BNL voices related yeah music. <laughs> and it's all good stuff like like well it's mostly good stuff but it's just well, like, you said break not i need yeah, to be done exactly but i think i definitely need a break from bnl related stuff and mm-hmm. i will definitely be coming back right like, frequently and right probably it's probably not gonna be a big break right yeah exactly <laughs> but <laughs> but there are a lot of times and especially now that we're recording every other week mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oh, I'll like put a put a shuffle on my playlist or something like that, sure. and I'll get a song and be like, oh man, let's go back to that, and then uh-huh. I'm digging it, but then I'm like, oh, I, I gotta go back to this and prepare more. Exactly. Know? Yeah. So yeah, but and there's I- definitely a handful of stuff from this episode that mm-hmm. I will be adding to my like I feel like regular rotation a uh-huh. handful, and yeah. there's some albums that I definitely want to explore more. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also another benefit of going through everything is that I have, I have the condensed list here, but I also have sure. another playlist that it was like everything I liked. I just threw in this playlist yeah, that, from that the first impressions. Yeah. And I think so as I a have whole, that to go back to. there's definitely tonal shifts and, and maturities as the music, as time passes oh, yeah. in the music, but as a whole, you could put all those in a playlist and shuffle it and it all work together pretty well. But right. Well, let's, let's stop being around our common sense. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because of instrumentals and yes. And vocals, Um, but that's different. And I like it. Yeah. 
But so. yeah, let's stop beating around the bush here. Let's get to the songs. All right. Then the so, first one is uh the so first, the first album is yeah. Mothball Mint, uh released in nineteen ninety seven. Uh we just were Kevin but we three two to three year old boys playing with dirt. Year old. Well it depends on where in the year, Nick. In March of twenty of nineteen ninety seven, you were two, weren't you? Okay. Well yeah, so that's why I said two to three. Years do work that way. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not getting in an argument. This is my fault. All right, let's listen to whatever right. the song is. Yeah. So the first Horizon. song for Mothball Mint is Horizon. Horizon. So first mention of of the wind, there's ice <laughs> in the wind. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I like it. I think there's um, there's some elements to it that aren't the best. Sure. But it's it's very catchable, catchy, and whistleable. I try to combine those two words. Sure. Um, <laughs> catchable. It's catchable. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was. I like this one a lot in the, the beginning that mm-hmm. like the, the melody of it. Yeah. I really like, and I feel like some parts of it really took me away from it. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like, man, this is going to be my least favorite. And then yeah. today I was walking around and just listening like headphones in and going for a walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I am much more convinced of this song than I was. Really? The, me- yeah. the, the setting really make. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I basically agree with you. I think it um, it definitely sounds early. You know, I think his mm-hmm. voice sounds younger, like in just some of the ways he delivers some lines. Um, it also sounds, it's eclectic enough in a way that it's kind of like, hey, you're a young musician doing your first album or two. So I think it just kind of sounds, uh, I don't mean immature, like that's not the right word, um, eclectic and bombastic. Um, I don't necessarily think the crashes of weird sounds is bad. I just think this whole sandwich is not my favorite kind of sandwich. You know, like you put it all together yeah, and it just doesn't, it, I don't dislike it. And I feel like it's going to be some of this. There's a couple that I, yeah, I just, it's fine. It's fine, I guess for me. No, I think that's exactly it. I don't think the crashes are bad, Yeah, but it doesn't add anything for me yeah and the beginning part i really like and then mm-hmm. that's just like yeah the piano's eh. great the piano is so, really nice yeah the little and like the whistling thing the do 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 yeah do, do. like that's that's fine it's good you know and i think it's got a lot of it, sometimes it's just a thing of like the elements just don't add up to something you like you know i like the piano yeah. i don't mind that little um keyboard sound um i just don't love the song yeah but, you know no i think that's this album as a whole sure was the hardest to pull from because this i was the most critical of this one of any sure. of them okay on first first pass first sure. impressions sure like one i just wrote pass and that <laughs> <laughs> like no, no thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> that checks out um yeah well i mean i i unfortunately i don't and i'm i'm conscious and worried about this i just don't have much to say on this one um and i'm hoping that i have more to say for more of them but this one in particular i just go yeah it's it's fine it's fine. That's yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it too. So then let's just move on to the next okay. one, which is the bus depot hometown. I'm passing through 
this one yeah i really i actually really like this one yeah um this is one of those songs for me where the image he paints is great uh it works really well for me and i kind of take two things from it i think most uh most on the nose is obviously it's kind of he's passing through um and has either passed through many times before at this particular bus depot in the small town or Mm -hmm it's such a you know there's a video on tiktok somewhere that's ta- it's a, or, or twitter or something that's about how like um everybody talks about the same there the every small town has like their one restaurant right and in rockford yeah. regroup it's the corner bar the corner and bar. it's that thing if you're like you haven't been to the corner bar dude you've got like you know like that's the vibe you always do and then you yeah. go as an outsider and you're like this is a hot dog plate right like and yeah. every small town has that and like, so, like, this is I, a restaurant that this serves is, burgers. This is a local, right? <laughs> this is a local American <laughs> restaurant. Um, and and so sometimes I also think with this song, it could just be that, like, it's just a normal small town that just feels familiar because it is like every other small town. But I, I, you know, one thing I always talk about with Kev, and I think he does well here, is he seems to bring like a layer of nostalgia to that, like a comfort yes. in that. And I love yeah. that. I love the guitar tones. I do like the lyrics. Um, I The accordion works for me. So this is a really solid one, actually. Yeah, I I like that you like this one. Um, I, I think I've come down from it. I liked it a lot, first impressions, and not quite yeah. as much now. Um, it's really slow, but I think it... Yes. It, you're right it does it puts you in that feel Mm -hmm. and then keeps you there and that's good yeah um jim does bass on this one as well as the last one i like that um just tossing that in there thanks um put that in the stew (laughs) but yeah i guess i don't i don't have much else to add to that one either i don't sure it's I hope we don't get to the end of this and just go like, well, that was a bad episode. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. Um, but I don't I, think that'll happen. And there, you know, there'll be more to expand on a couple as we go. for sure. Yeah. And but, I feel, you know, I also had the feeling with this song in particular, as a whole, my first listen through of this album, a lot of it blended together. Um, yeah. Because, and that's this album, this playlist. Because I made a playlist and I just started listening to it. But this one, even though I know it was just second out of 16 this one actually stood out and the first listen through that I was like, Oh, what? there's a couple others that stood on the first listen through. And then there's also some that grew that were like, I didn't pay attention to. And then I really liked, but this one was a standout right away. So I'm a I feel like I had the same thing. And then this one fell where others rose. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, that I, I, I actually have had that happen. Cause the first thing yeah. I was like, definitely, I think this was the one I was like, hands down bus depots going on. Yeah. Like, that's one of yeah. the two. Uh-huh. Now I got to figure out horizon and what up or horizon right. or what else right and yeah and then this yeah yeah well i like that i think this is one of the solid it's a solid song i really enjoy it yeah all right well then uh moving forward the next album is h wing and this is where he starts with thin buckle Mm -hmm. um so now 2001 this was released and we have the song the diving board all the king's horses all the king's men putting us back together All we want to know 
I love the way the song starts. Like the first few seconds, that guitar, I really love it. I like how yep. the drums come in. The verses, uh, musically, I enjoy. Um, something about right. the choruses, though, I just don't care for. And I think it starts to become an imagery thing, right? Like again, I know I started with saying this. Some things that Kev do works really well for work really well. Some things that he does don't work well for me. And this one, for whatever reason, just the imagery of the diving board, I don't care for. And and we'll do this on the next song too, I believe. So this is where l- lyrically I don't like th- this song or the next song very much. Just okay. kind of straightforward. One line that I love in this song is the all the king's horses all the king's men putting us back together again and you know i know it's a it's not like an like i know where it came from obviously but just the way the cadence of it in the song i adore everything else just starts to feel a little bit like throwing lines together and i i get what he's saying lyrically with the diving board thing um i just don't really what, care for it expand on that because i'm not sure i get what sure i I'll, I'll go into it afterwards. But yeah. You know. Well, and I guess I should. I, I You're making me put my money where my mouth is. I think I have an idea of what he's saying with the song. I'm obviously not super confident in it. Um, but I guess I am taking it, for, at least from the verses, is yeah. that it is just a bit of a struggle. with Not as meta as this, but a struggle of like the, the concept of a leap of faith. Where he's saying like, all I need to know is that there's something there and then I'll jump right in where it's like, well, that's, that's the whole point of the jump is that you don't know what's there, but you trust yeah. that something is there. But I think it's maybe more in a relational sense where he's saying that I don't think he's necessarily meaning about, about faith or life or death in this song. It's more about like maybe, and now I'm just thinking about this. Maybe it's like a, Hey, I, I, if I know you'll say yes, I'll ask you out. Like it's more on like that level, mm. you know? Okay. Um, so that's kind of what I get from, but then again, some of those verses don't always make sense to me. Maybe it's just a thing of like images and lines that remind him of this person that he's singing about. Yeah. Well, this is the, one of the ones where I was like, all right, I feel like I'm starting to get something from the chorus here Mm -hmm. and then the verses are backing it up at all for me. Um, sure. Okay. That's kind of, I don't know if I had that much. That's kind of what I had is just like, everything's okay. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, yeah, we're, it's okay. I'm going to do this and it's going to be fine. Um, but I think it says, so <laughs> I think it says a lot about the times that we're in right now Sure. that I thought the lyric at first was all we want to know for sure is that there is a cure, not a door. Oh, <laughs> I was hearing cure. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> that does, that does fit that really well right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I listened to that for a while until I looked at the lyrics and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, shit, I've, I've been hearing that completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then that, that changed everything that I thought, like, then I was like, all right, I'm not sure what to get from this chorus anymore. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also like quick tangent. Uh-huh. COVID wise. Yes. I went and I got Thai food today. Yes. And uh this is a place that I got last weekend and okay. was like I've been talking about it with a friend, like, oh, we should get Thai food. We should get Thai food. That sounds great. And yeah. we finally did yeah. it last weekend and we're like, this is incredible. Uh-huh. And I thought we were trying a new place until I looked at it on the maps and then I was like, Oh no, I've been here with like I went here uh at lunch one time with some coworkers. Okay. And so today I got pickup instead of delivery and I went in there and I like put my name in and I stepped back 
while they were going to get my food and I looked yeah. over and this is like a 12 by 20 restaurant. Right. And I remembered how packed it was when we were there <laughs> and how you like, it's one of those restaurants where it's just tiny and you can't even back your chair out to stand up. Yeah. The table behind yep. you. Yep. And yep. I laughed out loud in the restaurant <laughs> thinking about how crazy that would be right now. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. I just laughed. <laughs> it is like on that note, we, Jeanette and I got the uh, first dose on, on Wednesday um and awesome. we went to oh yeah man i i we everything went great feels good but we went to devos uh center in grand rapids mm-hmm. which is like a big hall where they're doing it and you walk in and there's just you know there's a line it moved really quickly like from up until the point where you have to sit for 15 minutes you know afterwards probably yeah. 25 30 minutes total from walking in the door to sitting down it's not bad at all and lines moving tons of people but jeanette made the point um, when we were, we were in line walking, she was like, this is the most people we've been around since COVID started. And it's, that was just kind of weird. And then, it, it, then she also added, and they're all unvaccinated, <laughs> which was, like, <laughs> that was the whole point of being there. And, you know, they, they did a great job of distancing people and right. everything worked out well, but it was just funny to realize, like, we're here to get the vaccine surrounded by unvaccinated people that we have not seen. <laughs> and it just like, I, and then at one point, like I went to go use the bathroom and I was just like, I remember when I used a public bathroom last, like when was the last time, you know, it just felt weird. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, it, it is, it is, it was a weird experience to be in a place with people when you, when that has been the opposite of what you're supposed to do for so long. And then, like you said, also to imagine these places with people and being like, Ooh, that would be horrible right now. So yeah, especially like- these places that were designed for like massive amounts yes. of people. Yes. That end. was the whole point of the hall. <laughs> right. Right. And it just be like, Nope, not that. Um, but yeah, everything's great. We got uh, Pfizer uh, hashtag homemade because nice. you know it's in like Battle Creek or whatever. Battle Creek? I think it's Battle Creek. Um, I think it's Battle Creek. That Doesn't matter. Familiar. Anyway, right. uh, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. So then the next one is uh, Driftwood. When I feel like Driftwood, not sure if that's good. Feel like something's calling me. Not sure if I should feel like driftwood. Not sure if I- uh, Kalamazoo. I was wrong. Not not okay. Not Battle Creek. That was going to be the second guess. That was that was also my second guess. Yeah. Um. I just was wrong on my first guess, and I feel okay about that. Um. Yeah. Thoughts on driftwood? I like it. This one is one of the ones that really grew on me. I think the chorus is super catchy. Mm-hmm. Um. The bass in the chorus I like is really good when that when it picks up a little bit. Uh uh-huh. Bass in there. Yep. Um, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Other than like the obvious, um, like just being driftwood, like just going with the flow or mm-hmm. like getting washed away, I guess. I don't know if I get too much meaning from it, but yeah, I think it's really catchy and I like it. I, I, uh, kind of disagree. Um, okay. I love the idea that you just talked about too. I, I, I like the idea of driftwood. Like I know it's pretty straightforward, yeah. but I do like the chorus. The, when I feel, when I feel like driftwood, I'm not sure if that's good. I feel yeah. like someone's calling me to go, not sure if I should. So I, I like that idea of like, I don't know, is this good or bad that I'm feeling what I'm feeling? I, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, I don't care for the lyrics outside of the chorus. So it's one of those things where sometimes and I, same, same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So sometimes I said this, uh, I, I've said this with BNL and I'm sorry that I keep saying that, but the imagery just doesn't work. So like right from the beginning, 
the sky is more back black than blue. I love that. Mm-hmm. I like that's a great start. Next line, there's a rock inside a shoe. Ah, come on. Like that that honestly, and, and this is maybe isn't fair, that really takes me out of it because I something about it I just don't care for. Yeah. And then floating in a murky pool. And so, so then everything's they go well. And then and then I texted you about this. Only time will tell if there's a heaven or an H-E-L-L. I yep. that really rubs me the wrong way. Like it just makes me roll my eyes a bit because I just don't I don't think there's a reason to do that. Like I don't get what you get out of doing that besides saying or instead of saying if there's a heaven or if there's a hell. Like I just I don't know, man. It it really pulls me out to the point where the it kind of it makes it it puts the song on the negative side of the scale for me even though I love the drums in this too, like and I like the uh, choruses a lot. Um, but this is one of those where just the verses do enough. This is, I know this I is, find it so funny that you hate that line so much in particular when the next one is time is weird. It has a beard. Like that one is weirder to me. Than the yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I just feel like it just, I, I think the H E L L thing just feels like such a childish thing to do. You know, you say H E double hockey sticks when you're a kid or you mm-hmm. spell things so that your kids can't hear them or don't, don't understand what you're saying. I just, it feels like that to me. And it's just like, that's, I don't know. Like the, the, the really blunt part of me is like, dude, you're an adult. Like just say the word. Like, I, I don't know why he, I don't know. So I'd be curious yeah. to know what the creative choice was for that. Um, and yeah, you're right. The next line is time is weird. It has a beard. Like, I just I feel like I'm so caught up on the H E L L that I just missed the next <laughs> lyric, and I'm like I don't even know what he's talking about. Um, I always get that, and I'm like, but this is exactly the same thing, and that's why that's kind of what I meant. Is I in the beginning, I just didn't want to say it again. Mm-hmm. But the the chorus True. is where I'm like, okay, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. I may be pulling some meaning from it, yeah. and then the verses take me out of it, or like make me wonder if I'm getting the right meaning from the choruses Yeah, because they don't add anything to it. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And I, and I don't know, like, that's the point of that. That's the hard thing with these visual songs is that right. you, the choruses oftentimes maybe deliver the message and then the verses deliver some images. And then it's hard right. to tell if right. those things are, are, are they supposed to go together and I'm just not fitting them well, or are they supposed to be separate thoughts that don't mesh perfectly? I just don't right. know. Um, but I agree with you completely. But um, yeah, this one's this one's a bit of a, 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 a for me. Um, the cover art, just for the record, it's interesting. I just don't like it. Like, I remember this was a thing. And this album was this album in the 90s. Um, H-Wing 2001 2001. OK, so that checks out. I, I remember this art style sort of being a thing. And um, like, I remember there's a couple of children's books that have that. Oh, I forget what the guy's yeah. name. But we, we would read it a lot in elementary school um it's just, definitely a distinct style it's like yeah. a guy i don't know a guy hunched over with wings and like a a cardinal on the stick but yeah. it's kind of like that it's weird... almost got that like hobo feel where he's got strapped yeah his back like yeah. that but instead of the sack on the end of the stick it's a cardinal and it feels like cut out almost like stunt you know how there's like a lot of almost cut yeah. out feeling things but i do like on the cover the um thorns are out of focus but on the bottom so it's a that's a kind of a cool visual thing um if, yeah. but besides that yeah but anyway so is most of his face it feels like <laughs> yeah 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 and i wonder if that's yeah that's a good point but then there's the water but is like eyes yeah i see what you i agree yeah geez you're right i agree um 
Well, anyway, should we? Um... Yeah. So let's move on. The next album is Nightlight yes. uh, in 2004. Yes. Again with Thin Buckle. Uh, and the first one we are going into is Jocelyn. I like this one. I think musically, this one's pretty fun. It's mm-hmm. a little bouncy and pretty catchy again. Mm-hmm. Um, all the little effects going on, I think, really yeah. add a lot to this song. Uh, yeah. What do you got? Uh, I Yeah, I actually really, really like this one. Um, I agree with you musically. I think it's fun. And it's kind of like a light little piano uh, jam there. Um, mm-hmm. I love it lyrically as well. I remember when I listened to it the first time. My first listen through, I, this is one of the other ones that stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember going, as we went through it, I was going, oh, I, I, I have this person. Like, I know who this person is to me, that person oh. that was like a good friend to you. And, you know, things just kind of drifted. And then it got to the part, um, uh, like specifically looking at the second verse, you would share your dreams with me. We'd laugh and sing at everything. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, do you remember way back when? And then it goes to the point about um, the sickness. And I was like, oh, well, that didn't happen. Um, but then, you know, I love and I love the I had to go on that bad trip swimming in the river sticks. You watched me sinking like a brick. Loved yeah. that. Love that Good stuff. Um, yeah. But then uh, when he came back and then, you know, but but we had both changed. Nothing was the same. It will never be. But I remember way back when that feeling as well of like, reconnecting with somebody you're talking to someone and realizing oh we're not this we're not in the same place like we're we are we were we're just not in the same place like we're not yeah you know um but still um remembering the times that you did have and being grateful for those but you know i think the overall message to me outside of the sickness part is just this concept of like sometimes people come into your life at a certain time for a certain reason and then they leave or or they move on like you know your passing trains keep going and so um i i really i really like the song yeah i really like the the part just in between the two things you just said yeah where it's it's the like oh and it was rough yes and we both had had about as much as it could yes. take something had to break yes that, like and kind of oh, talking we yeah got to this point and yeah yeah i agree i know exactly what, yeah um but i i really enjoyed this song i really enjoyed this one um highlight for me uh, for yeah. sure uh I'm good and this is again. This reminds me a lot of uh, of serendipity, just in the lyrics and the messaging, and you know, just this sort of nostalgic warmth. Um, okay. Even though it's about a sort of a sad thing, you know, like kind of the loss of a friend. It's looking at the positive angle of it. You know, yeah. I was really sick, and you know, we we're not really friends anymore, or we weren't on the same page anymore. But we did have a time where we were, and that was great. Um, so, I'm a fan what yeah i don't know if i had picked up on much of that and you're putting new meaning into this song and i like it <laughs> well there you go go back to it and then yeah um let's go to the ball of twine though let's go to the next one feels like there's a bullet hole somewhere deep inside my soul somewhere deep inside it's filling up with emptiness Like I like this one too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is one that I, I think I've come down from a little bit as well. Sure. From first impressions. Mm-hmm. 
but I still really enjoy it. I think there's some great lines in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a bullet hole somewhere deep inside my whole soul. Yeah. Really good. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it's, I feel like it may be about depression, but it's oh, like, interesting. Uh, interesting. Um, where is it? Wondering. Now I can't find the line. We'll be waiting a long time for the feeling to unwind. Mm-hmm. But like, who's doing the waiting? I'm not sure. Are you yeah. like waiting for heal or are you waiting for things to get worse? Yeah. Well, for the feel, yeah, for the feeling to unwind. And does unwind mean it's going away or you're letting it out finally? Right. Yeah. Maybe it means both. Um, that's interesting. I, I, this is one that almost did the opposite for me, where it was almost a sh- not a shoe in, but it was in contention for least favorite. And then mm-hmm. I kept bringing it back up, actually. Um, and at first, I was, I, I love the music of the choruses. I love how it kind of changes from the dun, dun, dun to the, that kind of like goes, I don't know if it yeah. goes into halftime necessarily, but I think it does a little bit um, where it's just do, da, da, do, then do, da. Like, you know, like the, the okay. drums just are slower. Yeah. I really like that. I like the instruments that come in. Oh, man, that's probably drinking bubblies during a podcast. You got to burp all the time. Um, I know. And, but but I have grown. It used to be one of those things where I didn't care for the verses, but I loved the courses. And now I like the verses. Um, I love the lyric. I remember you would scold. You can't play Abbey Road in shuffle mode. <laughs> I just I like that image because <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. I would be like, no, you can't. You got to listen to it through. Like, um, yeah. I I took it more about um, and I I now that you say depression, I told I see that and I questioning my own. Um, I kind of took it as it's almost a a breakup song again, where it's the concept of like. Um, wondering where things went wrong uh, all this time in one sad song. I like that. Um, but then waiting for the turning point suddenly to yep. learn it's the point of no return. That's a great lyric. And maybe it's that thing of like realizing, oh, shoot, we're way past the point of fixing this. Like that's gone. Right. And it's then a very similar in a line to the one I pointed out in the last song. Yeah. Yep. It totally is. It totally like is. The breaking point. And, but, you know, this is just the way it is. Um, and then the we'll be waiting a long time for the feeling to unwind could be a thing, I guess. And if I'm trying to make Uh it fit, mine is like kind of the same thing though. Is it waiting for us to get to the point where we actually leave each other or is it, is it getting past the feeling of realization or past the feeling of sadness of the breakup? Like I feel like it's about getting over something, but I'm not sure what it's about getting over. Um, No, I like that too. I wasn't super confident about that's what like maybe depression. Sure. Um, Yeah. But I like that one too. And I kind of like, it's filling, you know, now reading this, it's filling up with emptiness, loneliness, and bitterness. And I can't tell you why makes me think that they're they're trying to get to the point of being able to break up. Like sometimes you, you know, you should, but you can't do it. And I think that's a bit of that part of that conversation of like, it's building and building. And while, because we're not making the choice, this Mm -hmm. is getting worse. Because we I feel like both that know. fits that line fits very well with your interpretation. Yeah, of that. I like, agree. You're not you're with someone that's not right for you. Yeah, and things are getting worse. Right, and you're feeling worse about everything. Yes. but you're still like, why is this happening? Well, and then like, I think, oh, sorry. And I can't tell you why. Just I, that, yes, that yes. end point of it, I love. And, and the lyric before that, the one about Abbey Road, um, mm-hmm. I like that. You know, it feels to me, and now we're really digging into the song. It feels like the most visceral lyric out of the whole song. Like everything else is very general or yeah. a metaphor, whether it's about the test or whether it's about the ball of twine or whatever. But then there's one lyric though that's very much like a specific thing that this person does. And yeah. it's that thing of your partner sometimes can do a thing, 
that sets you off and That's triggers so, so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like the, it's just the, the match yeah. where all the fuel is sitting there. And so I actually looking at him, I really <laughs> like the inclusion of that because it's yeah. such a common feeling, you know? Oh, wow. Did you get a haircut? Yeah. It looks nice. Thank you. Yeah. I just did yeah, it myself. So. Did you really? Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> looks really good. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just, I was like, oh my gosh, it's shorter. Um, but no, I, I, the more I unpack it, the more I really like it. Um, yeah, I feel like I really like that uh, that take on it. Sure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like. I also like that the Abbey Road line. I really mm-hmm. like the way he sings that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Abbey Road. Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, he does that a few times on this. That I really like how that works. Um, yeah. But let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, so the next album, The Miracle Mile, again with Thin Buckle, um, in 2006. And the first song we picked out is Lancaster Bomber. And I had to get out there, get a little country air. But there was no country anywhere. They say dreams come true. Um, yeah, Lancaster Bomber. What do you, 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 what do you think? So good. Really? I, I love it. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, 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 I take that to mean you maybe. No, don't no, no, love no, no. I don't just, okay. no, I, I, well, yeah, I don't love it. I agree with that. I don't okay. dislike it, but uh, it's just one of those that we've, those moments of like, I'm, I, please elaborate. I want to hear more about why this is, this triggered such strong emotes from you. I don't know. I love the feel of this song. I don't, this is again where I'm not sure I'm pulling crazy amounts from sure. the lyrics, but I, there are lines like they say dreams come true, mm-hmm. but nightmares too. It's hard every time. Yeah. Um, the harmonies in the chorus work really well. Um, uh-huh. and if you picked up on it, that was, that's Jim. Oh, I didn't know. Um, I didn't pick up yeah. on that at all. The har- the harmonies are Jim. In oh, the chorus. cool. Uh, I, all I know from what I've, um, Mm-hmm. seen in the quick google search and i did it again just to make sure because i googled it at the time um the, the land a lancaster bomber was yep, british british world war ii um yep. used bomber plane yeah so i mean i didn't you know i i i didn't get as much out of that as i was hoping i would from looking that up originally um no, same here yeah i don't you know i i struggle to get past a very surface level meaning of the song of just someone who is a pilot who he adores he can't, uh, maybe a grandfather or an uncle or someone in, who was formerly in the military because kevin would not have yep. been in world war ii um struggling to think of that person dropping bombs yeah you know and even that image you know in a war when you were young 21 and a flying gun um now you deal a confusing pair of fascination and despair with the tales you have to tell so i think maybe it's just having the the trouble reconciling those thoughts like someone you love and adore and if you are anti-war like kev seems to to be oftentimes yeah reconciling those those concepts of who that person is um, and that might be well, the could whole also meaning. be like the same same deal where sure know someone who was the pilot yeah but not like him struggling knowing that his his friend or whatever did that but watching this person struggle with the things oh they've done. yeah 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 for sure no, that de- that definitely checks out. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I and then I like that actually. Um, but then also <laughs> with the um, from the musical standpoint, I don't think it does anything interesting to me. 
Um, I don't dislike it. Like I said, I just feel like this is one to me that I could, that I could take or leave. Um, Interesting. Wow. Uh, but I don't dislike it by any interesting. means. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Intri- intriguing. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't do, it's not like it's huge or sure. it goes crazy, but it, it, it just I don't works. know. The, the tone that it sets works really well for me. Well, I think it, it almost sounds like it's the same thing that I have for Bus Depot, where like it doesn't do anything crazy, yeah. but it just works. Like it, it hits the right chords. Um, yeah, it's not a it's by no means a bad song. Um, it's just yeah. not my favorite. Just just from the start, that intro, it always just like instantly I'm in I'm in the scenery yes. that he wants to yeah. put me in. I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. Um well let's do the uh, other one on this album then in the country. Yeah. really good yeah i yeah. this song was relating with me real hard today but mm-hmm. i this was grown on me quite a bit since i first pulled it uh-huh. and the serp like the electronic backing is mm-hmm. super fun and i i love it well yeah you got? i love it too no i i think it's it is one of the fewer um super up like objectively just upbeat songs in the in yeah. the bunch and so i think that was really refreshing um but this is another one where i where i th- sure. look at it and i go it's simple in this mm-hmm. message and the lyrics and i love it and i love the choruses it's so singable and memorable just just the and it's a simple melody the it's so lovely yeah. in the country like i it just works um yeah i also really enjoy it i think it, it reminds me a little bit of daydreaming off uh grinning streak just as kind of like there's okay. a lot of it's like up, an upbeat version of that yeah an upbeat version of that and there's a and that was not yeah yeah um bouncier maybe um but yeah. it's also um very uh, atmosphere there's just like a not atmosphere there's a lot going on in this song yeah like a lot of little beeps and bops and stuff but no i'm a big fan of the song i like it um yeah i was pulling a lot of so i'm i'm planning on i'm planning a camping trip right now for this yeah. summer mm-hmm. and it's been something i've wanted to do for a while and then just circumstances and i probably could have done it last year but it sure just, just never did, came, yeah. came yeah. together how i wanted it to right right so it's been on my mind for quite a while mm-hmm and now it's like it's gonna happen this year i'm just still working out the details but mm-hmm. i've been looking forward to it for quite a while so it's it's and, it's kind of hitting those notes for you a bit yeah yeah and every time i like talk to my brother like we're gonna go we always talk about it and we're getting hyped for it yeah and just that like unplugging and getting away mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. just get away from like so hard just, just get away from the people yeah just, man hey yeah. you know what just leave your phone leave your ps5 leave your ipod and just go to nature <laughs> carve yeah. some shit out of wood sit around a fire and just don't even think just forget just... that other people exist <laughs> if you if you get injured die let it happen don't yeah. call for help don't you know use a phone don't try to get moderate just sit in nature and die like that's just that's the way it's supposed to happen and i really look forward to you getting that experience out of nature (laughs) no i totally get no i i I totally get though you know i i have like a bit of a middle ground of this like you know my grandpa's Mm -hmm. cottage up north um small little place on a small Mm -hmm. little lake but it is like my favorite place on earth 
And it's not like this unplugged, right? It's not like in the middle of the woods and stuff like that, but it just, it triggers all but of those emotions. It doesn't need to be to unplug, but it's right. that. No, yeah. I know. I know. I just think in, in the context of the song, it's not that right. remote that he's describing, but it is that same place, that place where you like to go to get away yeah. from it all. Um, exactly. So I think, I think everybody has some version of that. And um, I think this just, this is like an excited version of getting to that, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. This to me is almost like, the car ride there where you're getting hyped yeah. for mm-hmm. you're going mm-hmm. and you're like, this is going to be amazing. Yes. And yeah, then it is. Let's keep going then. All right. Uh, so now we're moving on to Havana winter, mm-hmm. the last album with thin buckle. Um, but don't worry. Some of the members still continue on and the rest. They of the all, uh, they all gained a little day. weight and became thick buckle. <laughs> oh, wow. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm a dad. Yeah. Uh, so this is in 2009. <laughs> the first song we've got is Huntsville.ca. like this one man i mean it's kind of the same vibe as one before upbeat and fun mm-hmm. um it feels like like and it's it feels like kevin's take on beach boys a little bit like just like the wow and the kind of surfy you know and a little bit surfy i love that you said that because to me the next song is that oh really i can see that within the shade yeah 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 um yeah i don't know i i, I really like this one talk about the wind again it's cold now so it was icy it before does. it's cold now that's okay um uh and i just love the um the 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 part in that the clip you just played the do 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 that sounds yeah. like it could be harmonies like the guys are going, like the i don't know not bnl but the rest of the band yeah. doing those backing vocals you know um but no, I really like it. And I like the idea too. Uh, in that town way up north, I've been living. It's, it's just the idea of living in a tourist town almost. Right. You know, and I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I like that perspective in, um, in the song. Yeah, agreed. It's like the, when, yeah, obviously when they all disappear, like, mm-hmm. so like when winter comes, mm-hmm. what's it like living in a, a town like that? And yeah. I, I've thought about that. I went to a college town that was sure. like, Oh, and I'm going to pull a guess of a number here, but it, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 60, 65% of the population was the got like students. Uh-huh. And so I, I had a friend who stayed the summer once and I always was just like, I wonder what that would have been like with no one there. Like it would have just been a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it would have been, I would imagine lonely in certain places. Yeah. 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 Oh, for um, sure. And what's interesting is if I'm looking at this right, um, hold on, give me a second here. When I Googled Huntsville, California, a lot of stuff in Alabama came up. And so I'm trying okay. to be like, why? Oh, are you trying to pick it out on a map? Yeah, I'm just trying to see, get a, get a, get context for where it is in California. But now, see, yeah. oh, it's interesting because shit. when you think of hold California, on. no, no, dude, what? dude, Canada. Are, it's Canada. Yeah. Yep. It's not California. Um, I feel like we need to include this now because I, our, I, agree. I yep. feel like that. Yeah. We both had just 
saucier and we're like oh california yep nope huntsville canada that makes more that makes so much more sense because i was about to say it's interesting because california you don't really associate with like winners and like (laughs) you wouldn't think of california being a town where everyone leaves in the winter you'd think it's the opposite where people are visiting in the winter yeah so we're we're stupid let's just move on it's a good song Let's just wow. Move, I, let's move on to I In the Shade. Just play the next song. Okay. Play it. In the Shade. You wanna put flowers on my grave. You'll know where to find me. I'll be in the shade where it's cool, cool, cool. Stupid American. That's what it, that's what it really was. You stupid American. It, uh, yeah so you remember I mean, remember when we were playing call agreed. we were playing call of duty with a deal the other night and i was yeah. saying how i trusted a german's pronunciation of was it two who was that we were talking about oh, who, it was zidane. Zidane. Oh, zidane yeah and i said zidane i would trust a german's interpretation or pronunciation over an american's pronunciation and I part mean, of it i said was it was yeah. physically closer <laughs> but also mm-hmm. like we just have this american exceptionalism where we think we're right this is an exact example of that assuming yeah. That it's a California when it's a Canadian singer <laughs> talking about Canada. We just saw CA and we're like Canada, has, or has California. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so I do agree with your first thought that you well, mentioned. You know those Hollywood elites, <laughs> those freaking liberals. Um. In the shade, <laughs> definitely feels Beach Boysy too. Yes. Yes. So much so. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think the harmonies are really good in this one. Uh. His Kev's good friend Lou Reed plays the moog guitar on this one i'm not sure i understand what a moog guitar yeah. is but uh yeah it um, specified that so i'm gonna say it yeah uh, <laughs> i really like the breezy like i i like the beginning this song is very atmospheric mm-hmm. and the whole thing is really works but i yeah. the beginning i really like the guitar is like breezy airy it's almost yes, like absolutely. to me it feels like it's almost it's really slow and it's almost like someone's just barely plucking the strings yes for sure for sure yeah and i love it i agree no i i i agree it sets a great um tone uh it sets a great like uh image i guess location it feels summery like you said just feels like summer Mm -hmm. um not the weezer song um i love the feeling i like the choruses um just you know just i know what a moog guitar is it's a it's an electric guitar that was developed in 2008 by paul vu um it controls the level of energy within the strings of the guitar to modify the capabilities of the guitar which is really cool um the guitar can send energy into strings to allow for infinite note sustain or the guitar can pull energy from the strings to create a short staccato sound so i mean i just i kind of know that stuff in the back of my head um but (laughs) no but um it does have one of those verses that makes me kind of roll my eyes like kev sometimes does which is I'm moving to Blue Mountain. I, I'm leaving at 6 a.m. I'm moving to Blue Mountain to join a marching band. Again, yeah. it's just one of those things where like, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. I just don't like it. <laughs> like, I can't, it's not necessarily a fair thing to say, but um, I just don't really care for that. But, but more. Yeah, no, it's, it's very, it's like we've talked about with, I don't remember who you compared it to Dawes or someone, right? Where mm-hmm. it's not relational. It's very like, uh like observational yes 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 and that it's very much that yeah i agree yeah it it, it it's it's physical right it's it's physical images and, and lyrics but just mm-hmm. used differently um and i think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and this is just one for me where it doesn't um and that's that's fine um but i do I, less i'm trying to remember the one that we had mentioned earlier 
oh driftwood how for me it kind of pulled me out of the song and mm-hmm. this one excuse me does not have that effect where i you know i kind of go yeah okay whatever okay. but the song as a whole keeps me in it still so i do like this one a that's lot. good i do like this one um anything else on in the shade no let's go to uh so now we're in cloud maintenance mm-hmm. uh no more thin buckle uh with this one uh but like like i said like half of the songs are like oh with bob scott or with chris gardner sure so it's sure. like i don't know yeah i don't yeah. know i'd be curious to ask him what that like why why it was it, yeah yeah why not yeah but anyway no, i agree so now we're in 2011 and the first song is northland train Riding through the fields to Amsterdam We were on that train Laughing in a fog of shock um, This is nice. Um, one of the more atmospheric songs as a whole, mm-hmm. um, which is, again, neither a great thing nor a bad thing. Um, I, you know, this song takes a, it, it does evolve as it goes on the, the second half of the song. That's a minute or two kind of, um, I wouldn't say drags on, but it changes and it kind of pulls it down. Oh, but you're giving it a big thumbs down of the song as a whole or that particular part. No, that, I, oh. I really don't care for the breakdown. Yeah. It feels I very... like before and I like after I really like before yes. the breakdown completely pulls me out of it. And really? after is okay. I don't think I have that strong of a reaction, but it does feel you know for 2011 it kind of feels like a a dated production to it like it just feels like early 2000s to me for some reason again not necessarily a bad thing it just doesn't i don't i don't care for it too much um and i will say i feel like the second half of this of this playlist there's a lot of songs that i really really like and this one's not one of those and so it just kind of is like it just feels like something to get through to get to more that I like in the context of the, of the playlist. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think that's, that hits on something that I've been feeling and not Mm -hmm. quite grasping at, but I, I Lancaster bomber in the country are great. Huntsville CA and in the shade. I like a lot. And then this one pulls me out when I'm waiting to get to the rest of the playlist. Right. Right. I I I agree. agree. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's very atmospheric. The Mm -hmm. clicking like in the background effects of like the train, Uh I think that works really well in the beginning. I agree. Um, I totally agree. Really, really helps you put you into that place that he's trying to get you to. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I'm in it for the first two minutes and then, and then you're out. out. Then you leave. That's fair. Um, Well, let's, uh, uh, keep going then to tell me tell me yeah so the next the next ones tell me tell me uh the most popular like the one that we probably would have done is don't shuffle me back but we've already done that arguably kev's Uh, best song arguably kev's best song uh i love that song maybe uh i said arguably yeah we'll we'll touch on that afterwards but yeah we didn't do it because we've already touched on it so tell me tell me is what we picked tell me love Tell me how it feels How does it look Tell me that it's real Tell me, tell me love Tell me, I like the, um, I like this song. It yeah. feels very sad to me. And uh, I like that. I like the song for that. I, I think it is a sad song. And I like that it's a sad song. 
Um, it just doesn't make me feel happy. Um, I, it reminds me a lot of the nationals most recent album actually. Um, okay. Uh, I am easy to find. Um, cause that whole album had female vocals on every track and this, the vocals in the song, the female vocals that come in towards the, the end of it, um, mm. Just I don't know who it is that's doing it. You might be with the stuff right there, um, but it reminds me of the vocals on that album, and I and I really enjoy that. Nothing in there. Really? Wow. Uh, well, well, no. Let me see. There's no. There's no album insert. There's thank yous. Um, well, this is one of those albums you can't even find the lyrics for on Genius. So I, I, I'm curious as to why this one. Right. Was, you know, but um, but no, I I do, um, I do like it. I love just the line of "Tell me, tell me, love." Um, this is one of those songs that I can't help but feel like is about Havana. Um, I know it's not on uh, Havana winter, but it feels like it's about Havana because it's that, that, um, that wondering what she's thinking of. I believe this is what we talked about with daydreaming. Um, but it feels very similar to yeah. that of like, when you write again, tell me everything. Are there rainforests or birds that sing? Is it cold at night? Do you still get a chill? Like, you know, um, her being in her head and him wondering what's inside there. Um, and I think, you know, if that's the, no matter what, but I think with that particular angle, it's very touching to me. Yeah, no, for sure. That when, when we first talked about that for daydreaming, that put a whole new spin on that song yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is, so I, I had Havana winter and cloud maintenance since, or I have had since high school. Okay. And I, haven't picked them up in a long time uh-huh and so when i came back this one was like oh i remember this one this was really my favorite oh interesting um and i yeah i think it i think it works pretty well the simple bass in the beginning with the piano comes across <laughs> really nicely um but yeah i don't know it's not there's not too much depth there for me that's yeah i i think um, it's a really heavy song um yeah. and i think it's you know it's and not to make a Coldplay comparison, it's kind of like Fix You, where it's like, if you're in the right mood, this hits, this resonates really well. Yeah. Um, and I and I do like it for that, but I agree. I think it's very, uh, yeah, I like it. I, I, I do like no. it. No, when I said there's not much depth there for me, I meant I had not put anything that you just said together. Sure. Oh, sure. Um, fair, fair. Well, that's do you think wrong. this inspired Gravity uh, for Steve? I think so. I think 100% it did. I think he looked yeah. at these lyrics and was like, hey, you know what? Um, if you don't gravity. pay your gravity well well you float away and then he was like oh. the song was originally called steve's song was called the gravity bill and then yeah. kevin called him and was like dude and i was like hey man that's too much and and, and it was really sneaky because steve sent him the demo and was like what do you think kevin kev's like are you serious <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just really so i i think it was directly inspired obviously um I don't, I don't think you can argue with that in any way and if you do i think i do think you're wrong um yeah so but that's just my opinion. Well, then agreed. Uh, so, <laughs> so you want to move on then? Yeah, let's do, do it. That. All right. So now we're in 2014, uh, Days in Frames. Uh, and the first song we are pulling is Cathedral. Sorry, I thought we were listening to Kevin Hearn, not Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> um, All right. So before we get into lyrics, what do you what do you think of the song? I do very much enjoy it. Um, musically, I think it's very. I know this is a weird word, but it's very ethereal. 
for whatever reason. Yes. Uh, ethereal. Sorry, ethereal. I don't want to say ethereal. Eth- ethereal. Yeah. Um, I love the choir effects that come in at the end. I love, uh, I think it's a guitar or maybe the mandolin plucking. That sounds very Kev to me. Um, okay. And, or sorry, very Sufjani to me, um, which is why I say that. Like, that's just something that Sufjan does a lot. Um, and I do love the vocal effects on, on, on Kev for the song. So I think this one hits, hits really hard. Um, what about yeah. you? Non-lyrical, I agree. Non-lyrical. I think, yeah. Uh, no, I, I like the, the feel of the song quite a bit. It feels very Kev to me. Mm-hmm. I I think sure. that ethereal works really well for him. Um, yeah, I think there's backup vocals um, on this by Ron Sexsmith. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Isn't that who Jeanette was talking about on that on our PNL or Men, where she was like, "No, that was Rufus, Rufus Wainwright. Wainwright." Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I know Ron, Ron Sexsmith. Smith. I found. Um, I don't know. I know only a couple of his things, but I like. He did. He did a um, I know. a song with uh, Coldplay actually called uh, at least with Chris I think of Coldplay called Golden okay. Gun Hills, and that's how I know him. Um, because I used back when like I got really big into Coldplay, I had like all the YouTube downloads of like every cover yeah. they'd ever been a part of, and that was one of them. <laughs> um, and I it's a yeah. really nice song. Yeah, that's interesting. no. He did a uh, he did a um, improv for humans. Oh, episode. oh, cool. That is actually which, really cool. Which are very fun. Like, those are cool episodes. That mm-hmm. should be maybe my something fantastic, but it's like, uh, it's it's all improv. Uh-huh. But uh, those episodes specifically, he has a, a singer songwriter come on. So, like, that's how I found sure. Radical Phase too. Oh, wow. Um, and they'll play a song, kind of talk about what it means, uh-huh. and then they'll do an improv scene based on that. That's actually really cool. It's really cool. I got to look into um, that. Like, no joke. Yeah, no, I seen, uh, I, I seen, um, I seen, I, 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 I seen, uh, Frank Turner did one too. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Out. Then yeah. Why would you have not, why did you, why are you <laughs> only how, now telling no, me about we, that? We talked about this when you start, first started getting into Frank Turner. Cause that's how I knew him. It's bullshit. Why didn't you tell me this before? You, uh, you shitty friend. So <laughs> the other, the other person on this is Gavin Brown. Uh, he did the program drums, um, but he also produced this album. 2015 so it's recent enough okay so let's then talk about the the lyrics then yeah so what do you think that is this is this super dark because i feel like um, it may be super dark and i what are yeah, you what I, are you pulling from this i i definitely think it's is a dark song uh i kind of take it from a more um uh introspective i think it i think it is kev ruminating on the church right so yeah. like i think there's a lot of dark imagery but i i also think it and maybe this is just me putting, you know, as someone who is spiritual, trying to not fully say that this is against it. Like I had that with gravity with Steve, right? Where it's like, I think he's criticizing it, but I don't think he's saying the thing as a whole is bad. But I I, mm-hmm. I feel the same here because I think he is in awe of the cathedrals and in awe of faith or spirituality or just the idea of God. But everything around the church itself, the structure is falling apart whether it's the bombs or the pastor being uh, arrested for ob- probably obvious reasons or the, yeah. they, See, that's, that's where I was getting yeah. out with dark. <laughs> oh yeah. That's definitely dark. That's definitely dark. Okay. Um, and I, but I love even, even in that, um, mm-hmm. that verse, I went to the cathedral to give my confession, like, right. Yeah. Like he still felt uh. the need to confess and to talk to someone about that, but then to follow it up with, but the priest had been arrested. Um, so I definitely think it's dark, but I think it is also a, um, rumination on a, or a struggle uh, on yeah. the uh, the desire or maybe the what is the word um, 
uh, patterns that you've developed that, okay, when I feel bad about something, when I feel guilty, I need to go pray. Yeah. When I feel guilty. So maybe it's not so much him struggling with the faith, but just the, um, his, his mind and how it has been shaped from repetition, you know? Yeah. Um, but, or shaped at an early age by religion. Yes, that's that's like that's still, exactly any, what I mean. Any yeah. struggles that he has, whether he's in the faith or not, but oh yeah, I stem from the initial experiences, and I'm not, right? You know, you and I weren't raised Catholic, but I've heard that a no. lot with with Catholicism, where whether you stay in the faith or leave it, there's still you know that the whole the concept of like Catholic guilt, right? Like even yeah. if you're not religious, you still feel that Catholic guilt. Yeah, but no, that that. First that you mentioned specifically the like, but I went to give my confession. Yeah. That almost to me, because I took it as the obvious thing. For I, the and I did too. Arrested. And I definitely do too. Yeah. But that like, I went to give my confession. So that to me is like, he didn't know that the priest was arrested. Right. And I, yeah. to me, that's almost like a, maybe this was not an experience that he had. That this mm-hmm. priest maybe did this, but not maybe to him. Oh no! He talks about being sure. a choir boy. Sure. So it's not like full on dark. Like this is about that, right? But I like I like the going to that. Like yeah, but, yeah. It goes and, and dark. It goes there. Yeah, and and also yeah. in the you know now in the shadow of the towering banks, the fall the falling bombs. Yeah. But I also think that there is still a just by the the music of the song and the the you church choir that comes in. I think there is at least in some level an appreciation or an awe of it. Um, Cause yeah. he's not even saying church, it's the cathedral, you know, like right. that is a place of power and a place of meaning. Um, and, and I can, you know, I can feel like that obviously from my standpoint in the faith of like feeling like the core of what has happened and what is important to me is extremely powerful, but feeling mm-hmm. very critical of the structures that surround that. And that uh, the messages that, that, those that people sometimes put out about the faith you know um yeah i hate that right like i love what i get and what is at the core of this and what it means to me but what is put out there is infuriating sometimes and so (laughs) i I, you know it could be from that angle or maybe a a, somewhere on that spectrum of still being in awe or still being in wonder of something um but uh knowing all of the shortcomings that yeah that accompany that I like the, how he's, it's a lot of like, it feels like he's looking back fondly on his experiences yeah, as a child. Yeah. And then the, like the imagery of cathedral one shining in the sun now in the shadows, right? like it's like it's fallen. Yes. But I think there's part of it too, that like, like you said, the structure of it and in my head, it's almost like it could be literal too, because there is something yes. oh, very powerful sure. about being in like an old, especially like the cathedrals when they're built up like that. Absolutely. And like, it, they're just impressive buildings. There's something very powerful about being like, even like when I was in Germany, mm-hmm. I was not very like, I, I, I know was not, yeah, I, I know was not very saying. into my religious experience yes. anymore. Yes. Right. right. Um, I had fallen away a bit and I'm still not quite sure yeah. where I land. Um, but even, even at that there's point, something powerful. Like, yeah. At, at almost the peak of my, like away from the church. Right. Um, personally, there's something super powerful about being in these like very old, like impressive buildings that are very religious. And yeah. And I think I, and I, I agree that at the, at the, and I think that's what I was trying to get at to a degree is that like at the least extent, that's what he's talking about is being in these places and feeling in awe of the meaning of the building 
mm-hmm. and and the the architecture of the building while still maintaining all of your negative associations with it you know like i i think yeah. yeah i think you can be the biggest atheist in the world and still be in awe of this creation that people made right. for a specific purpose um but i think is I, I all that together i think it's a beautiful song i really really like it very um, much agreed so let's keep going then let's let's hit the last vocal song that we're going to go through okay up above I made a mistake i'd like to correct myself oh, um nick reminded me that the chemical valley does have vocals well uh, if we're therefore... going there the silent collapse also has vocals does but, it yes oh. um did you listen to these songs yes i did listen to them <laughs> dick let's let's talk about this one first let's talk about up above before we I, I didn't even want you to do a correction, but <laughs> now that I made it and I was an ass about it, yeah, no, you're 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 in the right. You're in the right. Um, thoughts? Uh, again, I love this song. Pretty pretty great. Yeah, this is another. I think what you said is very very true. Refreshing, at least yes. in this mix of songs. Yes, this upbeat is super refreshing. Mm-hmm. And a nice change of pace. Um, this is one that I think like right away I was like. Abs- this is this is the one that's going on this album yeah uh and then trying to find the other three or the other one from the other three three others um and this was like maybe in my head my favorite the whole time and now i'm not so sure like it's far sure. a bit while others have gained yeah um but great yeah i i agree i this was a standout for me from the beginning um it is definitely in the running for favorite i'm i'm not gonna say if it is or if it's not um, but I will say that it was the most, it was the catchiest off the bat for me. After the first and second listen through, this was the one for that sure. was in my head the most. That chorus is just so catchy. Um, uh, and I love the lyrics. I think it's a, you know, it's a yeah. bit of a sad-ish sort of a thing. But again, from an uplifting angle, um, I love that. I know that you could see just how much you meant to me. I will, I will, I will always try to be who it was you saw in me. Um I, I just I you know sometimes like the simple lyrics kind of hit hard, um, uh, yeah. But I I think that's true. These are a lot a lot on the surface, and like there's not I don't think there's many double meanings in this. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot easier to get the point of the song, and yeah. I think it all fits yes. really well into that. And I don't mind the uh, life's a beautiful puzzle, then you fall to pieces again part. You know, it's definitely a yeah. bit of a shift musically, um. But I do like it for sure. I do. I, I, I mean, what, what do you take this to be about before I put mine in there? I mean, I guess like uh, meeting again in the afterlife with someone who has passed away. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, I agree. Maybe it's, from the other perspective, because it's like, she will watch, she will wait. But oh yeah. Yeah. I think ultimately. That's a good know, point. It's about, uh, re i, I kind of take it as it's yeah. from the pov of the person on earth because she'll watch you wait with every feather in place kind of like yeah everything is where it's supposed to be up there um but but i agree i think it's someone in, who is in the sky above not on the earth below yes right yeah <laughs> well and you know it is interesting uh i think less so than with ed or steve i think ed and ed it's very obvious where he falls spiritually um yep. steve I feel like I can tell where he leans, um, but what that means to him is different. But with Kev, right. he just, I just feel like he ruminates on it a lot. 
like if there's a heaven or an H-E-L-L is, you know, kind of like shrug the one before talking about church and being critical. And then (laughs) you can't forget the time is weird and it has a beard. I can't even get to that point half the time. And then, (laughs) but this one is saying it, we will meet again in the sky above, like almost kind of. So I don't know. I don't feel like I necessarily fully know where he stands, but I feel like he is hopeful at the very least. Um, But I do. i like the song a lot. Very catchy. Yeah. Very and that, that you agree. Like, do you have any other? That's that's what you take it to be too. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. I, okay. I the only thing that if I was being if I was being nitpicky that I would maybe say slightly different is that this is maybe right before this person is passing. Um, oh, okay. Or like you know maybe they are in I that like sickness. That. Um, hold me close in the dark. With this moment in our hearts, we'll never be apart. Like I think it might be those two people saying their final goodbye. Um, yeah. But that kind of uplifting, like, but I know this isn't the end. Sort of the message. Um, but I think, I mean, that's kind of a, that's a little bit of a minute like difference. I think the concept as a whole, I'm with you on anyway. All right. Um, the silent yeah. Collapse. So that's, that's uh, the end of, so we have one more album and mm-hmm. it's a pretty stark change of pace within yeah. uh, Kev stuff. It's mostly inter- instrumental. And, um, I, and I will, and I picked two songs, one, one instrumental with that has some vocals in it but mostly in, like my favorite instrumental parts of it mm-hmm. and then i picked also a song that has a lot of lyrics in it as well yeah so that we could have something to talk about and talk about the sure. changes in that yeah. album but it is mostly as a whole an instrumental piece and i will say one when, when, oh the, okay he uses the word ethereal here that was not intentional for me using it earlier i came up with that word out of my head but reading on the song or on this album common sense um, yeah. What he said, what the press release says is the stunning album is inspired by our natural world, shifting seamlessly between celebrations of its ethereal beauty and the troubling urgency of what we as humans are doing to it. And then he's, and yeah. then uh, we'll pretty, quote, pretty heftily into that with the second yeah. one. And Kev's quote was, I didn't want to get on a soapbox necessarily, but rather just relay those feelings through music. So I love that concept in general. Um, and uh, let's kind of, let's talk about it. Yeah. So common sense, the first one is the silent collapse. I love this song. Beautiful. I think this album as a whole I started coming to before we decided to do this project. And mm-hmm. so I like, I didn't have, have winter and cloud maintenance is what I've had for years. This mm-hmm. one I was really getting into right before we decided to do this. Sure. Sure. And so I had had a much bigger appreciation for that. Yeah. I'd, um, give, I'd given this album a once through uh, like last year in 2020. Um, when yeah. I saw him posting about it, but I had not, that's, that's literally about it was the once yeah. through. I like listening to instrumentals a lot of the times when I'm like working or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have like a soundtrack playlist, um, and I think this is definitely going in there. I like yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? No, I, I agree. I mean, it's hard to talk much critically about it, but I I love the. I don't want to say the sense of dread that it brings in musically, but I think that's a good way. Maybe that's a good way to describe it. Just that dread of. Uh, uh, this cloud that is, I mean, the silent collapse, right? Like how slowly all of it is happening. Um, I think it is a dark piece, but I think it's beautiful. Um, and I will say that about this album as a whole. I love, I mean, Kev, we've always known he's a great musician. And I just, I think 
it's such a stark shift like we discussed but i think it's a really interesting uh piece of art and yeah. um i really enjoy this i think it's beautiful i completely agree i think so i'm gonna play another clip for you here oh just double quick. clip does that sound very similar to what we this song to you yes okay so that is the light of the seven from game of the thrones really one of my favorite like there's like sure. two, two or three that i'm like consistently like this is incredible music from this show sure. and I'm, I'm huge game of thrones fan yeah and so instantly when i heard this one i was like whoa like is kevin that game of thrones very, fan? yeah <laughs> but, but <laughs> that it reminds yeah. me of that and i that's like just an incredible song from game of thrones so this this is like i i love the like instant reminders and even like yesterday i was over at a friend's house uh-huh. and uh i was playing music and this came up and he was like, oh, is this the one from Game of Thrones? I was like, oh, no, wow. no, this is the one by Kevin Hurd. <laughs> that, it's that. I mean, you played it. And I was like, did you just play another clip from the song? Like, yeah. genuine, So it does sound very much like it. It I sounds just, very much like I it. I like to throw I, it out here. I'm an anti-Game of Thrones fan. I watched four full seasons, never got into it. And um, from an outsider's perspective, the saltiness of the fan base after the last season was an absolute riot. That's all I'll say. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong or like it's undeserved, but it was hilarious from the outside to see everybody oh, can losing I'm not, their I'm shit. I'm not super salty. I, but some people totally were. Like some yeah. people felt oh, like. Some people still are. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and I, that is to me just absolutely hilarious. I, it's just funny to watch. Um, but, but, but no, I mean, that was beautiful with, objectively and it yeah. sounded exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, it, like it obviously separates as it goes, yeah. but the intro, it sounds and bit, especially yeah. the doo 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 yeah. so so good. Should we keep but, going though? Yeah, let's so see what else. Chemical is so Valley. So yeah, I, I had not known, uh, I hadn't read previously what you said, what you intro this album with mm-hmm. about like his, uh, about the, the earth, the beauty of the earth and what we're doing to it. And it's, as soon as you said that, what we're doing to the, this song, you're like, clicked. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Because that's, sure. you know, like we, we can't pull up the lyrics because it doesn't appear they to be online. They don't exist. This album did not come with an insert. Uh, but it's very much about that, like polluting and I mean, the yeah, chemical sure. valley on the face of it. Yeah. So the, yeah, you can tell by the title. And again, that's a Kevin thing where you can tell on the title where it's coming from um, yeah. what it's about, but I don't, not in a bad way. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's great. Um, I will say like l- the first time I listened to this album, it is the most stark vocals in the whole thing. She asked her vocals mm-hmm. earlier, but like when it get, it, it almost took me out of it for a second. Cause I, cause it was, it's almost, they're separate tracks, but it's, it, it works very well. It's very beautiful as a whole. And then you get yeah. here and I'm like, oh boy, like this feels like it's pulling me out a bit or, or, or it's, it's waking me up a little bit, maybe not pulling me out, but it's, it's drawing my attention to it. Um, and no, I, agreed. Cause the silent like, collapse has lyrics in it and it's, you almost forget that they're there. I, I, I go so far as to say you do forget that they're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like this is like, well enough, but, but like I, this, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I do like, I, I don't have much to say on it. Um, I enjoy it. I, and I don't know the lyrics off the top of my head cause we can't find them, but I can guess what they're about. And from what we have heard 
what I can't right. remember. Um, I obviously agree with it. Uh, right. It, you know. Yeah. Stop polluting shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's harder to like. I would I, I would almost say the sign collapses in contention for my favorite, but I I sure. didn't pick it. Spoilers. Okay. Because it's so hard to compare this last album with. The yeah, rest of it it's such it a it's so different. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But it is beautiful and in, in, in yeah. its own thing. So. Um, yeah. yeah, if you're instrument, I agree. It's hard to come up with too much to say, but if you're into instrumental type tracks, it's a, it's a great it's album. Yeah, great. I listened to the whole thing, but um, yeah, it, but you're right. It is hard to compare them to what we've done so far, but um, I think that we're gonna have to compare in a second because we have to do our favorites and our least favorites. So, um, yeah. So what do you think? I mean, as a whole, again, we've talked about in the beginning. Happy went on the journey. Um, there's a For lot sure. here that I enjoy as well. Um, some that I definitely won't go back to. Some that I will. Um. Yeah, it was fun. It was interesting. It was fun doing it from square one, like I said, like knowing nothing, like not knowing what to expect going into it. Besides yeah. what I know about Kev's writing, that was kind of a fun experience. No, agreed. There's yeah. there's a handful of stuff that I'm definitely going to be coming back to uh, in the future. There's a handful of stuff that I want to check out more. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad we did it. And yeah. All right. So do you want to guess first or do you want me to guess first? I can guess first. All right. uh, least favorite. I'm going to go. On. Wait, wait, let me make sure. Cause I, I okay. want to make sure I get this right in my own head. You're locked in. I'm locking in right now. Um, oh, it's tough. I got it down to two. Lock in. You have three, two, one. All right, go for it. Okay. So least favorite, I'm going to guess driftwood. Sure. Uh, because the H E L L really hung up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm going to stick with up above. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with Driftwood as my least favorite. Um, okay. And it just, yeah, I mean, it wasn't just the H-E-L-L. It was, um, right. I, I think it's one where just. It's the, the talking th- point. Yeah. You're, yes. Yeah. And, and it is part of it, but I think as a whole, it's the one that just does the least for me, even though I like parts of it. And I weirdly, I love the idea of Driftwood and the image of it. I just don't care for the song. Um, yeah. Favorite though, you got my second place. I'm actually going to give my uh. favorite to Cathedral um Ooh, I, okay yeah i i jocelyn being the uh other one that was their intention yeah um i don't know something i i like i said up above is definitely the most memorable to me but i think cathedral it really just makes me kind of like what one of my boys harry he does this thing where he just kind of stares at something and sometimes it looks like a blank stare but sometimes it looks like the most thoughtful stare in the world you know yeah and like, like the sculpture where the guy's holding his yeah yeah a little the thinker a little a little bit like the yeah. thinker yeah um but it does this song makes me do that like it makes the feeling that all invoking feeling that he gets walking into the cathedral i get listening to this song um yeah and i really really like that so it's maybe not the catchiest but i think lyrically it's very interesting to unpack and i think musically it, it's just a it's beautiful it, it it makes me want i want to listen to it again every time i finish it um, so that's going to be my favorite. Awesome. Now for you, I, I'm going to say, see the least favorite is the one I'm having the most trouble with. Yeah. I really struggled with least favorite. I'm not going to lie. I, so I've, I'm locked in, but okay. All right. Okay. I think Northland train was your least favorite. And I think, um, uh, Lancaster bomber is your favorite. 
Lancaster Bomber is my favorite. Okay. I actually went for Bus Depot as my least favorite. Oh, dude, that uh, was but the, North oh. Northland Train was the other one that was in contention. And so honestly, I was gonna say Bus Depot until I was looking at the playlist and saw Northland Train and was like, oh no, it's that one. So, okay. Do you have a so I do? Tally? No, I don't. Okay. We go could ahead. go back. No, nah, it's not worth it. A, that'd be a. Pain. I thought I thought you had at one point, and so I didn't know. No. You, okay, we'll go on. I was keeping a mental tally, and then that that yeah. was that's yeah. been gone for a while. Your brain failed you. Yeah. So I want to do a quick shout out to uh, the <laughs> r slash or u slash goldmine blues on Reddit. Yes. Um, and especially you. after you just said that, because the other way that I picked like that, we talked about doing this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave me his like favorite songs. Yes. And I was. Uh, days and frames i was between three of them uh-huh. the first three i think actually or uh yeah the first three i couldn't decide uh what to pick and the first rate on spotify was the first one the second mm-hmm. rated was the other one we didn't go with but cathedral was one of his favorites yeah so that's that's, that's why what and that's why you went with that me one. to pick that yeah so now that it's your favorite i'm glad that i did yeah so yeah, yeah, I'm glad that worked out well. And I think, you know, I I will say that Days and Frames is one I want to go back and listen to more. I had mentioned I had yeah. listened to Gallerina, um, and I liked that one. And so I want to go back and really give this a, a full listen. Yeah, to there's it. another song with Lou Reed in there that he wrote with him. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Lou. You're my yeah, boy, that's, Lou. That's a very solid album. Um, well, speaking of solid albums and solid things in general, let's move on to our uh, Something Fantastic. pretty smooth so, right it's pretty smooth um, i'm not gonna go with an album this week but hopefully well I, I am yeah that'd be okay. that'd <laughs> um i'll go otherwise uh, not smooth uh, i'll go <laughs> yeah so we're both gonna do no 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 i'm gonna do um this is the freshest the uh uh freshest something fantastic i've ever done at least I've ever filming. well yeah it's not a hot take um the freshest thing <laughs> That I've done okay, is yeah. the the brand new album from the Fratellis, Half Drunk Under a Full Moon, dropped yesterday. Um, so Fratellis, Scottish band, um, most famous for Chelsea Dagger, um, and then they were also the iTunes commercial with Flathead was another one of their big songs. Flathead. Um, so Chelsea Dagger, I mean, you, you play it, you recognize yeah. it. Um, if you're a hockey fan, you know it. Yeah, clap your hands. And then there's the if you're a hockey fan, you know it. Clap your hands. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I I thought they it was a great. Chelsea Dag- the Blackhawks. Yeah, I know. Chelsea no, Dagger I I know that okay. I know, but the way you I said it, the okay. cadence. Okay, fuck this bit. Um, but <laughs> but anyway, so um, so anyway, but they've been there. You know, they they were the first band that I ever fell in love with. Full stop. It, no, it, yeah. was, it was a bad bit. Don't worry. First band I ever fell in love with. Someone I remember, like I said before, I was raising a lot of Christian music. Um, yeah. and, and I don't have any Toby's uh, back. We were listening to diversity in the car this week. I played it for Jeanette and she's like, what? And word for word, I'm going up, up in a way, baby. We don't play. Maybe you thought you we thought was, done, was for done, done for the day. Um, he says, she said, but I remember I have such a visceral memory of the at middle school in the parking lot in the back. Um, a buddy of mine playing me Chelsea dagger. And like, that was, it was like that moment, right? Like it was the start. Um, but the Fratellis, like, so they did two albums. They took a break. And then they've they re they reunited like five years later, and they've been releasing mm-hmm. stuff for the past you know eight or nine years, and they've been on such a, you know someone mentioned this on the Reddit comments where someone 
someone said this album is very harmonic and a lot of melody or uh, harmonies and kind of atmospheric. And someone was like, Oh, I haven't listened to them since their first two albums. It's hard for me to imagine them as that. And it made me kind of take a step back and realize I'm feeling. Yeah. So it's such an interesting journey that these guys have been on musically because um, they did their first two albums and you know, Chelsea dagger and you, you know, yeah. that kind of, vibe. I love the whole first album. The first album is one of the most perfect. It's to me, it's a, almost yeah. a perfect album. And there's only a few in the world like that, but it's like, it's a beautiful, it's an amazing album. Um, and then they came, they did their comeback and yep. uh, we called we need medicine uh, 2013. I think came out and I love that album. It's real, it's super underrated in their discography. And then the next one was kind of a bit of, a, I don't need to go on my album, but basically if they started slowly kind of changing their tune a little bit. And I think this is the culmination of that where it's varies like sixties and seventies rock and mm-hmm. very kind of laid back. It's not very distorted. It's not very heavy, but it's really, really good. Very beautiful. And I think the album, bef- the two albums before this is when they started making that move and it felt really clunky. Cause it felt like there were some that were that, and some that were their old stuff and it just didn't mesh well and didn't vibe yeah. and then the album before this called in your own sweet time has it's like okay we're getting there there's like some beautiful amazing like some of their best work is on that album and then this is like boom this is this is what they've been working toward so if you listen to Cost- cool. costello music is the first one that we were talking about the perfect one yep. and you listen to this they sound almost like completely different bands but then when you take a step back it's been a journey and this is like this is the culmination. This is where they've been going to. And I love it. Um, so well, I would highly recommend now. it. I will definitely be checking that out. Uh, I got the downloads. I can, I can, um, okay. I can get for all the work you've done for me. I can share that with you as well. I actually bought two copies of it because I, I pre well, like you told the listener, this is the first time I've worked for this podcast. <laughs> That's the first time you've done anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, they're, they're a band that always does bonus tracks, whether it's like they normally do two yeah. or three. Um, and I will say just to keep going the Fratelli's, their acoustic versions of their songs are like Ooh, some of the that. best. Like I have a playlist on my phone. That's just acoustic version, like just them doing acoustic versions. And I, I cannot get enough of it. Um, but I bought two copies cool. of it already because I bought it. And then they released mm-hmm. on the day, a deluxe version with seven bonus songs. And I'm like, seven's yep. enough for me to be like, I want that again. Um, right. So yeah, Fratelli's half drunk under a full moon. It's out now. And it is um, some of their best work. Just, just stunning. Um, what nice. do you got? So you're going to roll your eyes, but I'm going Game of Thrones. Um, just just Game of Thrones as a whole? Just Game that, of Thrones as a whole. Was that premeditated? Did you have that planned yeah. before I mentioned that? So it? I came up with it today. Okay. Um, but no, I Light of the Seven, that then Silent Collapse, I've been thinking about it all preparation for these episodes. And then today I saw some like a uh, trailer it was like a year ago but it's like this series of like half an hour trailers for the new um like prequels that they're coming out with hbo's doing and it's just like the actors going through like talking over some of the history of the universe and it got me real stoked yeah sure so if i had to pick one i'd probably i prefer the books over the series like the show sure no yeah but at the same time i don't know if i want to recommend the books over the show because the books are in my opinion, likely never going to be finished. So <laughs> did I ever tell you? I don't know if I want to recommend that. Do you remember? They're, they're amazing. But if you don't want to get into something that maybe will never have an ending, then go for the show. Do you I remember guess. last episode, I talked about my HBO luxury lounge experience. Yeah. And I talked about the president of HBO and then the actress from Veep. Are you about Bruno. to tell me you met George R. R. Martin? Yes. Yep. What? I did not have I genuinely never told you this? You never have Hand told to God, me this. dude. What? I last episode I was thinking, I was like, who was the other famous person 
that I hung out with. Oh like, my gosh. and I, I hand to God, it was George RR R. Martin. I was assigned to him and I hung out with him for about half an hour. Um, and at one point he wanted to just take a break from walk around. So we just sat and talked for a while. I, I swear to God, so, swear to God. And it's so, so cool. funny that you, re- that you mentioned that. Cause I remember specifically going like, there was somebody else famous that I was assigned to. And this was like That's 2000. Incredible. I cannot believe this it was right like now. 2015. <laughs> it was like season three and four was coming out. I think right or, when or, it was starting to get to its peak. Yes, yes. And I remember him talking about the episode and thinking season Man. three where he wrote the scene in the book. So it was the scene in the show where some, there's like a battle, of course, battle going on, and someone throws a, an ax at Arya and you see the ax yeah. coming and then it cuts away um to like the next scene and then it goes back and it shows that she was fine or whatever but i remember he was telling a story about how like when he wrote that scene his wife was mad at him because she didn't because like (laughs) he kind of wrote it like that about like a cutoff and he he, i just remember him telling that specifically and then i remember him talking about driving a tesla in the desert (laughs) now is (laughs) when this happened was this when you were still watching the show yeah you watched for a little bit and i watched i watched the first four yeah i don't i I don't i don't want to actually be a dick now that you used it for your something fantastic but yeah i watched i mean you could not like it it's fine i yeah obviously more of a fantasy guy than you (laughs) right and i so yeah so i watched the first four seasons and it was because i worked at source fed and we did Mm -hmm. a game of thrones so i felt kind of out of the loop and i just never really cared for it i i don't think it's um I, I get it, but I just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I think it makes sense to me because you're not a huge fantasy guy. Yeah. But I think like, you know, like I will, Lord of the Rings has never been your thing. Yeah. But I, but I respect Lord of the Rings a lot more than I respect game of Thrones. I think oh, Lord of so the it's Rings, not as much of a, I don't it's not care just a fantasy. Say, thing. I, I don't like, this. I, I think it is. If, if I am going to be critical just for a quick second, I think it's a, I, I don't think it's a very deep show. I think it's built. The seasons are structured the same, which is, First episode is huge. A lot happens. Two through eight, kind of middling season or episode nine is the red wedding, like that big event. Ten is the build up for the next season, yeah. and then we follow through again. And I mean, that's normally the case. around five or six, there's like a middling battle. There's like a mid season yep. battle. Um, yeah. and I just I, I yeah. So I think I that, don't think the books are structured quite the same. No, I, this is purely the TV show, and I should yeah. make that clear. Yeah. Purely critical, and and so I also think that it, it also seems like a show that is a little bit built on shock with violence and sex and stuff like that, or, or not shock, but extremes, you know, it's very bloody. It's very sexual. I don't have problems with those things objectively. uh, But, but again, I'm, I'm just kind of looking at that's my opinion of the show. So I watched, I watched season, the end of season four and I was like, Oh wow, cool. And then I just literally never, watch (laughs) it came out and i just didn't do it so um but yeah so that's just yeah i'm sorry when you met him you were currently watching yes i was currently watching it i had been watching it and i was like and it that's good that that feels like it would have been a little awkward yeah like telling you about no and it's again it's like even if i didn't yeah (laughs) he he um it was when he was big and like when he walked in i was like oh that's george r R. martin like i knew who he was um, and he was he was very and he was also talking about just to spill more tea. He was talking about how he generally did not like award shows because of getting dressed. It's just like the the yeah. dog and pony show. But um, right. Um, but he was very kind. He was very sweet and he was very, uh, very fun to talk to. Um, it was an, it was an honor to hang amazing. out with him. Yeah. He seems very nice. Yeah, it's just, he is. I 
I mean, what is it? And 10, you know what? He did 10, tell 12 me. Years he, and no I will say on the new book. No, he told me when he's going to release gonna it, and he told me that he told me how it ends too. So that was really fun. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I should have okay. mentioned that to you. I know how it all ends. Y- yeah, you should have told me that like years ago, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I like. I could have swore I had mentioned that before, and I'm, yeah, that's great. Um, but but no, I, I I totally get it. I I I you are a big fantasy guy, and so yeah. that part already like there's a layer that's hard for me to yeah. get into. You may have told me as I'm wearing a shirt, watched it that says "In League with Dragons." By the way, like I'm saying, yeah, I'm not that's... a fantasy guy, and I've got a dragon on my shirt. Yeah, but that's just another Mountain Goats reference. <laughs> you damn it? right it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I might have been before you started watching it. That's true. But yeah, um, it's a good wreck. It's a good wreck. It's a very good wreck. Um. So maybe listen to the Fratellis and then just yeah. sit, buckle in and watch Game of Thrones for a while. Well, also, if you're into soundtracks, listen to the soundtracks. Yes. That's yes. fantastic movement. Yes. M- music. Also, the drummer of Coldplay plays a drummer in an episode of Game of Thrones. Will Champion. Fun fact. Yep. Talk uh, about that later. It came off much better than when Ed Sheeran was on. Oh my gosh, yes, it did. It made way, <laughs> way better than Ed Sheeran was on. Um, uh, well, uh, let's let's um, this is it. This has been a journey. This is it. Yeah. Um, I, so we will be back. Once again, we'll reiterate whenever new music comes out, we'll we be will back. Cover it. We will do it. Guys, guys, yeah. we're not going anywhere. No. Um, for those of you who are. Like uh, we said, we're not moving out. We're just buying a new house. <laughs> we're buying a second house, but we still take up residence <laughs> in this house. Um, so if, for those of you who are going to go on the Coldplay journey with us, I don't imagine there's a lot of you, but if you are welcome, it's going to be fun. Welcome. Uh, take, we're going to take a short break. We're not going to have that ready that like two weeks from now, like we have been, it's going to probably be no. about a month or so. Um, and then we're going to dive into it. But, um, but this has been, I mean, for real talk real briefly, because I got a pee and it's late. Um, mm-hmm. it, this has been so much fun. Uh, so not just fun. obviously the two of us getting to do this together. Like we had started, that was the main goal from the, from the get go, but the, 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 the listeners, the experience of getting to talk to Tracy uh, and Jeff and everybody over at Aaron. Naked, and Aaron, Aaron and ABCs. Stefan um, at Bare Naked ABCs, talking to people in the discord, talking to people in the subreddits, people listening. My mom has listened to mom. If you're listening, thank you for every thank episode you. that you've listened to um, Nick's mom. You didn't. You're not listening to this now. So I still thank you Appar- because apparently you are she's on pace to listen to this by 2027 <laughs> uh, to get to this episode. Well, if you're she just told to this, me last week she finished the second episode. If you're listening so. to this in 2027, Lori, uh, we love you and you are amazing. Um, but you're probably not listening to it in 2021, so you'll you'll hear this in a few years. Yeah. Imagine how sad <laughs> it'll be if one of us dies before 2027, and then she listens to this, and it'll be like one okay, of those yikes. like. <laughs> like healing and then there's like you know it's like when you save the voicemail from the person who who passed um but anyway um this has been this has been a blast i mean it has been been so much much fun so much fun and i i for one am psyched to talk about coldplay i'm excited you know it's gonna be so much fun um so thank you all forever thank you always um any any last words for you do lack no thank you again i it's it's been a blast yeah this is this is not a permanent goodbye this is just a see you later this is yeah (laughs) and on that note we'll see you later (laughs) 